Hello, and welcome back at it to another episode of Life in Red Podcast. We're lifeinredpodcast.com, at Life in Red Podcast on Facebook and Instagram, and Life in Red Pod on Twitter. My guests today, I, I kind of mention it sparingly throughout the podcast and, and past episodes, but my day job is in media. And this particular conversation was great, not only to cover you know, this, this topic and these topics on, on the podcast, but also just for me, my personal development and my professional development and just really learning more uh, and hearing their perspectives. So my guests, they're from a show uh, that is upcoming. It's called Love Undone. Uh, and you might know the award-winning digital drama series where this is a kind of a spinoff of, which is uh, called Unconditional Love. Now, this particular show focuses on exploring the complexities and nuances of two unconventional couples. And that is couples you don't typically see represented on, on TV or, you know, on your favorite Netflix show that really goes in depth on, on these characters and what it's like to live in, in grow up and, and be in these particular scenarios. And I think that's, that's wonderful. So this conversation, we talk about diversity in media, inclusion, um, the struggles of trying to be a black indigenous or other, or person of color and, and, you know, telling these stories from their point of view, which is really important. It's not white people trying to say how people like this should feel and how their relationships kind of evolve and, and take place. It's actually from the, the point of view of, of these communities. And I think that's wonderful. And as we move forward in the world and representing media, I think it's just so important that these stories are told from the point of view of the people who are actually living those scenarios. Um, right now, Love Undone is in a, it's a completely independent project, which I think is really cool, but that also means that it's completely self-funded. So in the bio here of this podcast uh, on the information or the episode notes, you can go visit their GoFundMe page and you can donate if you'd like to support the project. Please give it up for my guests, Sonia Joyner and Joseph Gonzalez. Take the red pill. You stay in Wonderland. And I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. Welcome to All right. Very excited for this uh, upcoming conversation. And shout out to uh, Bobby Del Rio, past guest and friend, for uh, hooking up this conversation. Very warm welcome to Sonia and Joseph. Thank you both for, for joining me today. Thank you for having us. Um, Joseph, I will start with you because you are the architect, the writer, and, and the kind of the big brains behind the operation in a lot of sense. Before we tell the story of Love Undone, I want to go back to the roots here and because I know it's a spinoff of Unconditional Love, which is a, an award-winning series. So mm -hmm. why don't we start? Tell us a little bit about Unconditional Love and a little bit about the story about how that came to be. Yeah, um, so Unconditional Love is a web, was a web series uh, that went off the air in 2019, and that series explored the ups and downs of a modern-day romance between a Black gay couple. Um, and the re how that story came to life is this is actually the third 
digital series now that I'm on. Um, and I was sort of over it at that point before Unconditional Love came to me. I had done uh, the series before that and felt tired and felt like I had nothing left to say. Um, and it wasn't until my best friend said, you know, you still have a lot of story left in you. You still have a lot to tell. Um, and this is something you're passionate about. And uh, for me, my story is, my the stories I tell are really um, stories that I don't see in everyday life, you know, stories about black and queer people. And I knew there was a, a lot of story left to tell. So it was one day literally sleeping and these two characters came to my mind and it was Daniel and Benjamin. And I said, you know, I wanna tell a story about this black gay couple and all that they are and all the struggles that they go with on a day-to-day -day basis. And that's where the, the show came from. What I love about that, and I think we all kind of share a similar mission is we didn't see what we wanted to see on, on traditional media, I'll use traditional in quotes, but, and, and instead of, you know, waiting or, or trying to find out a way to get it on, we like, you know, you just went ahead and decided to put this all together. Mm -hmm. I love that. And I'm excited to get into that. Sonia, where do you come into the picture? Were you, were you working on unconditional love or is love undone uh, the intro to this with your story? I started on unconditional love. Uh, Joseph just mentioned Daniel and Benjamin. I played Daniel's mother. Mm. I was a supporting character and I was there for all three seasons. Okay. So not only do you have a gay couple, which we're in different countries, but I don't know how, you know, receiving American television is of, of a, a gay couple on TV, but you also now have a black gay couple, which those stories I think are, I, I can't remember off the top of my head a story like that ever told in, in any TV show that I've, I've seen. There, there might be something, but I can't think of anything off the top of my mind. Why was it so important to you, Joseph, to tell that type of story? Well, I, I think that's the very reason, you know, the only series that I know of that fully explored two Black gay men in love was Noah's Ark. And that was all the way back in 2005. So that was actually my introduction to that. And, you know, there's been a big gap since then. You see sometimes uh, Black gay couples, very few, there aren't many, but they're supporting characters or they come in for two episodes. Um, but if you do see a Black gay man in love, it's usually an interracial relationship. You don't often see them in love with another uh, Black man. So it's very important for me um, to explore that because you're not going to get that often and it's very rare like I said we haven't seen uh, two black gay men leading since 2005. Right. Sonia can you describe a little bit about what Love Un Undone is and and how that relates back to un unconditional love and, and where that relation is? Well unconditional love like I said I played Daniel's mother and I was a supporting character um, in season three uh, Joseph brought back an ex of mine who turns out to be my oldest son's father. And we start a relationship again. And that relationship gets now carried into Love Undone as um, me and Rufus are a, a couple and we are, a lead, we are lead characters along with two other supporting characters from Unconditional Love. So Joseph decided to carry two of his favorite couples and put them in the forefront and make them the leads. 
And so I have a fuller life now. It's about me, not my son. Right. Okay. Joseph, why was, what was it about these characters that made you decide to write a whole other show? I know Sonia kind of briefly said, you know, your favorite characters. What was it about these characters that you thought there can be a whole other show, more stories to tell that are really going to, you know, tell that, that story, that mission that you've, you've been on? Yeah, um, so for seasons two and three of Unconditional Love, we had a writer's room. So I have to shout out Thomas and Hene, and we really crafted and really expanded all of these characters. And they introduced, we sort of came up with um, Tori and Cameron, who are also the other couple. And, you know, Juanita, Tori, and Cameron were sort of scene stealers. So every time they came on, um, people loved them and fell in love with them and wanted to know more about them. And then it was a combination of Sonia sort of saying to me, I want more to my life. I want more to do. So it was, it was sort of that. And Juanita has always been a joy to write for. And for me, I wanted to explore that. And then uh, on the other side of it, um, most ideas always come to me randomly. So we were shooting a Tori and Cameron scene um, for a bottle episode that we shot. And the chemistry was just really insane between the two of them. And I said, there's something here because they're, um, so I'll give you a little context on them. They're, um, they came together after both cheating on their spouses. So we're exploring their life after their affair. So for me, I'm like, okay, there's a lot to explore here. They're in love with each other, but how do they navigate sort of life together with leaving their spouses and one has a child and what does that look like trying to uh, work together so the show kind of came together out of those two ideas with these four characters Ooh, you're really doing all the stuff that uh the i don't know you know cbs or nbc yeah. aren't gonna aren't gonna show people I, it's funny because i think of a show like this is us which really isn't that controversial but everybody mm -hmm. when they see that on tv they're like whoa what's happening right <laughs> right it's like that's kind of like actually tame so i what is it sonia you know because you're you're a writer you're a director you like you do a whole bunch of stuff on this show why did this character speak to you and why did you go to joseph kind of asking that like I, I kind of want to be more. I want this character to be a little bit more. Well, I had a lot of fun playing Juanita. Like she she's snarky and she has her little digs and she's in everything. Um, but she didn't have her own life. You know, uh, she mentioned being at a school. She mentioned doing things, but she never saw her doing it wondered does she have any friends does she have any life outside of hovering over her sons and I said Joseph please I want her to have friends I want her to do things I want people to see her at work so now she has a full life she has a job she has friends and she wants her sons to go away and have their own lives while she does her thing mm. it's it's so interesting as someone like I because I'm totally removed from that life of acting and, and producing and directing, you know, what, what your lives are. So it, it's so interesting to me to hear that as an actor, as a writer, you feel so connected to these characters that, you know, even as you're acting and they don't have a full life, it's like you want to bring that life to screen and, and to write it. Like I, to me, I just, 
I find that so fascinating. I don't know if you have anything to, to add to that, but it, it, to me, it's it's true. Like it, all, that character almost comes becomes a part of you in a way. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. I think it's also um, you create the characters with your actors as well. So you start off somewhere on the page, but you never it's never like a one person thing or the writer's thing. So like even early on before the spinoff, there were certain things that we added in because season three, she started to have a life. Now in the spinoff, we're expanding totally. But like even that with just Juanita, I think people get so attached to their characters. They want the best for them. They sometimes know them better than us. There are some things, you know, we write for the characters, but we often may be like, oh, we didn't even think about that, you know? So they know them just as well, if not better than us. So it's it's super important uh, to have that relationship. That's very interesting. So, you know, as I'm, you know, I watched your GoFunding video and, you know, me trying to prep and do my research on this, I, I've noticed a lot of kind of um, uh, like alluding to this fact that you want to tell unconventional uh, stories add nuance to, to these characters uh, and tell stories that aren't on traditional media. Aside from, you know, the fact that it's a black gay couple uh, and now the family at large, what sorts of storylines are you, are you particularly writing to, or to, to, to do this? You know what I mean? Is it trying to articulate the question the proper way, but, are you trying to tell more traditional storylines with untraditional characters or the opposite? Is it more untraditional stories with untraditional characters and trying to bring a whole new light to, to people that we don't normally see on TV? Yeah. So um, I'll borrow this, like, it's not an official quote, but like my inspiration, Mara Brockakiel always says, I tell the stories of the everyday people putting one foot in front of the other. So this isn't a show about a car chase or um, brain surgery or solving a weekly case. This is a story about people navigating their everyday life, whether that be, you know, depression or anxiety or work-life struggles. So Juanita has a huge storyline with, she's the first black principal um, ever of that school. What does that look like for her? So um, Daniel is a, he works in a local studio tackling stories that um, a studio doesn't want him to tackle when it comes to being black and queer. Um, so we're telling stories about the everyday life and what these characters are struggling with. Um, and then sort of, what does that daily foot in front of the other look like? So you may wake up one day um, and feel happy and then something may happen to you and attack that. So they're really simple stories of what people go through every day. That's how I like to explain it. Okay. I want to touch on a little bit because it's no secret for anyone who listens to this podcast. You know, my experience and my advocacy for mental health what is the storyline that you're, I mean, without giving too much away, obviously, but like, what are you trying to get at when it comes to mental health in this series? That's, that particularly fascinates me. So Rufus um, in that episode confesses to Juanita talking about his mother passing. Um, and then we also find out that he's going through some work hardship, um, which I won't reveal too much about there, but um, he's sort of going through we're going to watch him go through stages of depression and what that looks like without actually saying it. Um, so really trying to um, have his family realize that there is Juanita knows because she's known Rufus for a while. So she notices it. 
Um, and in the end, one thing I've done with both unconditional love and what I'm trying to do in love undone is uh, we're really big on therapy and finding people to speak to and really um, finding what works for you, obviously. Um, so I think mm. for me, I'm, I'm telling that story through this Rufus character, starting with the death of his mom and all this hardship. He has a history with depression, but never really um, tackled it or really spoken to anybody. So I'm taking that journey through him. Right. How much personal experience goes into writing a show like this that's so intimate? You know, when when the writers are all getting together, how much of your own experiences and how much of your own stories are you putting into this? Or are you more like doing research on Google, you know, watching other shows and putting it all together? Yeah, I think it depends on the topic. I think a lot of like Daniel, I don't like to say he is me because I don't like people to assume that, you know, we live the same life, but like, you know, writers will interject themselves into the storyline depending on if there's a certain experience you went through and it makes sense to that character. But like, I will say that was a topic I had something to say on, but wasn't really um, wanted to have both sides really represented. So I do, I did a lot of research on that. So, I mean, it really depends, but I do sort of take my friends and my family and myself and really put that into the story sometimes, not all the time. Interesting. Okay. Um, sorry, I'm still having computer issues. I'm so sorry, guys, but I'm, I'm making my way through this and I'll, I'll edit and it'll sound beautiful. So no worries there. Um, Sonia, I, I want to ask you a little bit. When we're talking about representation, and especially when it comes to BIPOC people in TV and film, as I've done this podcast, I've definitely put together some of my own answers to this question, but I'd love to hear your perspective on why representation in media is so important uh, for, for BIPOC people more specifically. Well, it, it's important to be able to see yourself represented, but especially for children. You know, children watch television and movies and they learn a lot from there. And if they never see themselves, they don't know the potential they can have. They don't know all the growth, all the things they can do because they never see anybody like them doing it. And it always looks like it's for somebody else. And a lot of children feel like, well, why can't I do that? And they really think they can't. So they don't even try or they don't even ask because other people do that. That's for other people. When you were growing up, you know, how... Because obviously a lot of these stories weren't being told. How, you know, how did, what were the things that you looked to, to say, you know, like one day I want to be a director. One day I want to be an act, like an actor. Um, in my childhood, when I saw television, a lot of times the characters didn't resonate with me because they were. I didn't know anybody like the Evans. I didn't know people like JJ. JJ was not part of my life. It was always comedy, buffoonery. It was never anything serious. You had your isolated people every once in a while. When the Cosby's came out, I was like, oh, people like me. But a lot of people said, oh no, those aren't like, there aren't black people like that. There aren't families that would have a doctor and a lawyer in the same family. 
but I didn't see any reason why not. You know, my mother was a teacher. My whole side, my mother's side of the family, the teachers, professors, principals. So I saw it in my in my actual life. And I knew that it was possible mm. because of the life that my family lived. But if I had to go by television, there wasn't a lot there. Right. Joseph, I'll ask you the same question because I'd love to hear, hear your thoughts. What is representation? Why do you feel, I mean, like, why is it so important uh, to you? And as especially as a content creator and someone who's writing these stories, why is it so important to you? Yeah, um, I'll echo what, what Sonia said. I think it's very important for people to see themselves reflected to them, um, reflected back to them, especially for me. It, it would have been super important to see that growing up because it definitely would have given me the confidence very early on um, to be who I am and to feel confident enough to tell these stories uh, without sort of shying away from saying, oh, well, I can't do this now. I'm not comfortable yet. So I think it's it's super important. Queer people are the same. So it's mm -hmm. super important to represent an array of people and what that looks like. So I think that's why it's important. Representation does matter for uh, people to see themselves, um, you know, not only growing up, but continuing throughout their life. Right. I, and I want to ask because the the whole team, not, you know, from the actors to the writing it to the writer's room producers, you know, everyone working on this, you know, it's, a, I, it's primarily BIPOC people, you know, black people and people of color. Can you speak to just the significance of that achievement? Because again, being removed from that industry, I, I don't know, but I mean, just of my general knowledge, I can't see this being a, a, a frequent occurrence. Like what's the significance of this? Uh, well, I, I will say it's it's super significant because it gives people the, uh, again, it gives people the power and the confidence to know that they can do it too. Um, I didn't want it, and I say this every time I, I start a new season, it wasn't until season three maybe, where I'm always encouraging people to direct. I, I said to Sonia, I think you should direct. I said to Shaquan, who's an actor, I'm not sure, I think you should direct because it gives people the power um, and the confidence to tap into talents they didn't know they had. Now, was she hesitant? Maybe she was nervous, of course, uh, but she's a fabulous director and she has a, a, a really sharp eye for what she wants. So I think it's super important to allow people to really um, find other passions and really allow people to sit at a table that wasn't always allowed for them to sit at. So I think it's super important for people to be cinematographers, to be directors, to, you know, allow and set that standard. Mm, yeah, absolutely. And there's, there's not a lot more things, in, especially in media, I would say, than damaging than having, you know, Black stories, gay stories, um, you know, disabled people with disabilities stories written by, like, straight white dudes just kind of, like, chilling there being like, this is what I think it would be like. Right. And then when people who see that, who are part of those communities, they're like, what is like, that's, you know, you saw that very recently with Sia and uh, her movie with um, with the autism, right? Like, and the blowback that had. So, mm -hmm. you know, like I said, through my conversations in this podcast, you know, I've started to put those pieces together. But 
um, it's, it's important that people understand because I take it for granted every day that I'm like, why is this important? Like I see people on TV all the time, but to me, it does, like it doesn't click because it, you know, it just, it's so ingrained in our culture. So, you know, that's why I love what you're doing and, and the, the story that goes behind even this, this more interesting story. I, I did want to ask because being removed I'm not sure people always understand the difference between like a digital web series versus TV versus Netflix. Like, can you just kind of like explain how that all works, especially when it comes to the digital web series? And um, because I want to make sure that people understand that, like, just be like, even it's a, a digital web series, like it's still, it's still media and you can still consume it just because it's not on Netflix. You, you know what I'm trying yeah. to say there? Yeah. Uh, so for a long time, they were called web series and then they sort of um, geared towards digital series and short form digital series. Uh, so all that means is that um, you can find these series on YouTube or Vimeo. Some people I've seen even have theirs on Netflix. So there may be some distribution deals there. All it means is independent content creators creating their own content and then putting them on these various platforms uh, for you to watch. Um, some digital series are as long as, you know, 50 minutes, you know, as long as your typical drama that you watch, depending on um, how long you like to watch it. And then there are some that is as short as five to 10 minutes. We like to sit in between anywhere between 18. Sometimes we've gone up to 30. Um, so it really depends on mm. um, what story you're trying to tell. But it, it, it's just not told by a network or a studio giving you that money to tell your story right which in itself is quite like remarkable that you know you don't need it's kind of like a podcast in a way where you don't need you know those people in suits being like this is going to be good this is going to be bad or even if it's good even if it doesn't make any money you know what i mean like you you kind of cut the that the networky stuff out and I'm very careful what I say because I work for somebody who has a network, <laughs> mm-hmm. but, but that, you know, no longer are we reliant on gatekeepers and, and people telling us what, what people are going to respond to and what people are going to like and what they're not going to like. We, we, as, and you can just go ahead and know what, like we can put together everything and then broadcast it straight to the audience. And I think that is, a, a really cool kind of transition that we're making towards TV and movies and, and content for people to watch. Mm-hmm. It's very interesting. Um, where, cause you know, as I was going through my research, I, I noticed there's the GoFundMe campaign. Is the series still in production? Have you already kind of like wrapped it up? Um, are you, are you still looking for funding? Where, where's like the whole process at? Cause after talking with, uh, Bobby Del, Del Rio, who connected us, um, a few months ago, learning the process on how long it can take to put these things together from idea to actually people viewing is actually way longer than I ever would have thought. So like, where's, where's the process at for, for this? You want to take that Sonia? Sure. Um, actually, interestingly enough, a year ago, um, next weekend, this coming weekend, a year ago, we had just finished casting and we were 
gonna start going, uh, start shooting in the spring and COVID happened. So we haven't actually, we're pre-production. Some things have been rewritten and we've casted different people and added people to the cast. And now we are getting ready to shoot, hopefully in June, we're set for June. Um, So we are still raising funds so that we can pay actors. This time, all the actors are getting paid. So that's different. Um, Directors, production, we're paying them. So that's, again, a difference. And more money means better quality, better sound equipment, better DP, better everything. Yeah, that's, again, again, being independent, you know, that's, it's a, that's a big task. Uh, and I'm sure putting together TV shows and movies is not exactly cheap or inexpensive. I'm sure it, it, it takes a, a lot of people power and, and, and money to, to put these things together. So it's very cool. So we should be looking for it soon-ish. I mean, if you're going to be doing in June, you know, hopefully the pandemic looks like it's, it's, it's going to be ending soon as we roll out vaccines. Um, so wh- where can people find more information if they want to help fund the film or fund any initiatives that you're both working on? follow you where like where's the best place to kind of find all that information you can follow me on instagram uh you can type in sonia joiner you will find my my username on there is witchypoo 26 and you will find uh the gofundme link in my bio you can also go directly to gofundme and type in love undone and it'll come up as love undone by joseph Pankal. so you can get it there. It's in Joseph's bio on Instagram, Joseph G21, and you'll find it in his bio. Right. You can also find it on Facebook. Both of us are on Facebook. You'll find the links on our pages. Well, we'll make sure we share that link uh, in in the bio. I googled it and found it the first first. Thing. So very easy to find. It's in lots of places. So if you're able to give and, and help, uh, please do. Joseph, Sonia, thank you so much. We made it through a little bit of computer issues. So we're going to see how this goes. But I really appreciate your time and some of your insight. Um, and I think it's, uh, it's very important for people to understand uh, telling these stories is, is, is important. So thank you for both uh, making time and, and space for me. Thank you. Really appreciate it. Take the red pill. You stay in Wonderland. And I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes.